Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. Hey there, men. It is good to be with you today. Uh, we're in episode 47 of the Holy Man podcast. For this season, we're in episode seven or week seven. <clears throat> We've been spending some time looking at the the book, uh, The Measure of the Man, looking at 20 attributes of, uh, of what it looks like to be a godly man. And, you know, as I'm thinking, <clears throat> as I'm thinking of uh, what we're talking about today, uh, my mind went back to a man that I hung out with some in the past. It was about 23 years ago when I first met this guy. Uh, <laughs> it was my very first week of starting in my very first church as a pastor. And so I was raw. I was a rookie. And as I started there, all of a sudden I got word that Pearl Miller had passed away. And I, you know, I had never done a funeral all by myself before. I had assisted another pastor as an, as an assistant before, but I'd never planned one or performed one myself. And so um, I was sweating bullets a little bit, but I was introduced to uh, Pearl's husband uh, for many, many years. Uh, his name was Robert Smoke Miller. It's funny. I don't think I ever heard anyone call him Robert or Bob. People knew him as Smoke. I, I think there's a lot. Most people in town of that little community that we lived in, most people didn't even know what his real name probably was. But you know, I, I think I did a good job with the funeral because Smoke became one of my best friends, one of my uh, biggest supporters there as a pastor in that small town that I was in. Um, we became buddies. He was around, I don't know, 80 years old or so. Uh, he looked older than that. You know, he lived a hard life, uh, a, a tough life, a rough life. I would regularly, when I was on the outskirts of town, I would stop by Smoke's house and uh, he was usually home. Not too often was he out and about, but uh, I would stop by and he was always very excited for for seeing me stopping in. He would always have a, cup of coffee for me, depending on what time of the year it was, or maybe a glass of lemonade. And usually he would have a bag of store-bought cookies and he'd bring those out and we'd share a cookie together. And oh, the stories. He would share some amazing stories with me of his life there in Tar City and as a coal miner there in the community and all the other aspects, his hunting episodes that he would go out and hunt. And uh, he would tell me stories and I would tell him some of my stories of growing up and we'd get each other laughing and he had this big old belly laugh and we, sometimes that made me laugh harder than the stories did. 
what a great time of hanging out with Mo. You know, it's funny because he was so hospitable. He was always wanting to share things with me. One of the biggest things he always wanted to share with my wife and I, uh, he always would joke with Karen in, sun, in church on Sundays. He, he'd say, I want to make a pie for you. But the kind of pie that he wanted to make, you know, those like the Swanson turkey pies that you can get at the store and you heat them up in your oven. You know, I'm talking about those turkey pies. Well, he wanted to make one of those for for my wife and I, but he wanted to make it with raccoon meat because he loved to hunt raccoons. He had dogs and he'd go out hunting raccoons. (laughs) Oh, my wife, she would get this look on her face. No, thank you, Smoke. (laughs) It was so funny when uh, he would be just... uh, just tempting her with this delicious raccoon pie. He would regularly just uh, shove a $20 bill in my pocket and uh, and say, take your wife out on a date. Or once I started having kids, you know, take your kids out for pizza. My kids were little babies, but he would want me to take them out for pizza. So I went out for pizza. <laughs> you know, it, I'm, what we're talking about today, you know, for what Paul shared with Timothy And what he shared with Titus was this thing called hospitality. It's something that Paul thought was very important because he did not just share it with Timothy and Titus, but he shared this idea of hospitality in several different places in his letters. Uh, In the book of Romans, uh, in the book of, I think it was Ephesians that I saw it in there. But he shared it in several different places. Simon Peter, same thing in his letters. He talked about we as Christians also, we need to have this attribute of hospitality. This idea that we are generous, sharing our resources or being generous with our resources and caring about others. For instance, in Romans chapter 9 or Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. Uh, Paul says this, and there's a good chance I'm going to encourage your life groups to look at this passage a little bit. It says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. And when God's people are in need, here's this part, be ready to help them and always be eager to practice hospitality. Always, he says, be eager. So just look at those. I mean, that's after all this other part of how we're supposed to don't just pretend to love others, really love them, he says. And all those other pieces of that that we're, you know, in our life groups, we can break that down a little bit. But then at the end of that, he says, always be eager. So it's it's not just a complacency with our hospitality. No, it's an always and an eagerness to practice hospitality. I mean, that's Jesus on the cross kind of love right there. I mean, it challenges us just to read those different parts there. Um, you know, in your life groups, I invite you break it down a little bit. Look at the the depth of each of those little parts of that passage, and see as a Christian how what we're called to do, and with the love for others, how we're supposed to practice it, and and rejoicing, and and praying, and, and just all the pieces of that. But then to finish it out with that, always being eager to practice hospitality. This is not an easy thing. You know, as 
as I think of this, but what does it look like? You know, as I think of this hospitality attribute, uh, I go back in time again to another time in my life. This was actually before I knew smoke. It was actually before I knew my wife. Um, Back when I was a youth pastor, there was a group of us, the other youth workers, and some of our friends, both in the church, and there were a few people that uh, were not Christians yet. They were on the journey, but they definitely would would say that they weren't Christians. They were on the bubble. But every week during the fall and into the winter, uh, the group of us would get together and we would have what we call Monday night uh, football life group. Uh, we would get together and for Monday night football. We'd use Monday night football as an excuse to get together. And when we got together every single week, we would go to each other's, we would take turns going to each other's homes and sharing hospitality. We would share a meal, meal together. So if I was hosting this week, I would prepare the food and, and put out a spread. And there was usually about 12 of us that would get together, give or take. And, uh, what a blast that we would have together. You know, when people would come to my house, I had this old recliner that was my grandfather's. It was one of the original types of recliners that uh, had little buttons on it that would make it, you know, vibrate and there was heat on it. And the, when the guys came in, then they would fight over who got to uh, be in the recliner and, uh, and, and enjoy the, the, the warmth of it and the vibrating. It was, it was funny how they would fight over it. But man, we would put out spreads and we would enjoy hospitality. We would laugh together and we lived, this was back in Pennsylvania. So we would, and we would have to work the next day. So we probably wouldn't watch the whole game unless it was our favorite team uh, together, but we would watch at least a halftime and we would eat really well together and we would have fun. And those of us who were Christians had the opportunity to share with those non-Christians just some fun to, to show that Christians could have fun and we could fellowship together and we could laugh together. And they knew we were Christians and they knew that we, you know, we would talk, some of us were youth workers and we would talk about what was going on in the youth group so they could hear what was going on in our lives. It was sharing some genuine sacrificial love with each other. It was hospitality at its best. You know, that's what, as you think about those of us who are at New Life here in our life groups, that's what our life groups should be like. You know, whether it's sitting around the tables and drinking a cup of coffee together while we talk about Jesus, or, you know, for some groups, they put a good spread of food out and, you know, we enjoy eating that together, but we should fellowship. We should laugh together when there's a need, you know, we should cry together or pray together, pull alongside each other. You know, last week at our men's group, you know, we uh, got around a couple guys who were going through some struggles and we prayed over them. And it was a powerful time. We were hospitable to each other. We genuinely cared about each other. You know, I've seen that so often and not just the life groups that I'm in, but the ones that I've heard about that that are doing this for each other. They're caring about each other and and sharing life together. You know, I've seen some of you out there, you when there's someone going through a tough time, maybe someone that's moving and you help them move, or maybe if someone has some yard work to do, you go over and you do yard work at their house or shovel snow for them. You know, you do life together, you care about each other, and you're hospitable to each other. You know, as I think of another passage, you know, again, I said Simon Peter, uh, he shares a little bit about this. And in his section in chapter four of First Peter, he's talking about living for God in response to Jesus giving his life for us. So what does our life look like as we respond to the grace and the love that Jesus shares with us? 
Uh, I invite you to read the entire chapter, but jumping down to verse seven, Peter says this. He says, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. And most importantly of all, did you catch that? Again, let me say that again. This is verse eight. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. So if you're a Christian and if you're responding to how Jesus first loved you, he says, above all, most important of all, above all else, continue to show deep love for each other for love covers over a multitude of sins. In other words, there can be a, you know, sin in your lives. There can be brokenness in your lives. You can hurt each other at different times. But if you are uh, agape love, sacrificial love, if you're showing deep sacrificial love for each other, it's going to cover over. It's going to help us get through those sins that we might be sharing in our groups as well. And then verse nine, he says, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. It's called hospitality. Now that's a challenging word, isn't it? It takes us out of our comfort zone. You know, it's a generous heart that comes from a relationship with Jesus that moves us to share resources with others. It moves us to be hospitable, to open our front porches and to sit and have a cup of coffee or in the cold of winter, which we have a lot of that here in Gillette, to invite others into our kitchens or our dining rooms or our living rooms. And we share a meal together or maybe a yummy dessert or simply a cup of coffee. And we share life together. We laugh hard together. We care about each other. We carry each other's burdens. We learn from each other and we pray together and we encourage one another. You know, what would it look like as we listen to the Apostle Paul and the Apostle Peter and we hear their words? And as maybe as we look into the book of Acts and we see how that early church did things in response to them seeing what Jesus did as dying on the cross and then raising to life, as they responded to that as a body of people together, what did it look like? Well, in your life groups, I'm going to invite you, you know, there's a passage in Acts chapter two and Acts chapter four. I'm going to invite you to look at that and to see how they interacted with each other, how they cared about each other. It was powerful. And it said, because of how the body cared about each other and shared hospitality with each other. They shared each other's resources. Because of the way they did life the way they did, it said people were drawn to the church, drawn to the body of Christ with thousands daily coming to know Jesus. So what would it look like if we all took a step into this? Now, I'm not saying we need to become like Martha Stewart or Betty Crocker or anything like that. But what if we simply took a step towards sharing life more with each other. You know, sharing a meal or a cup of coffee or a yummy dessert with each other. How might it change both our lives and their lives? And especially if we start inviting people who maybe are far from God or just don't have a connection to a church yet. What if we invite them into our lives? Let me share, take it to another level of craziness. What if we shared this generosity and hospitality again with people who aren't connected to the church? That's cray cray. I mean, that's, that's challenging because they might ask us why we're doing it, or they might ask us about our church. They might ask about our faith. And if they do, are we prepared to say, well, Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible tells me so. 
I mean, that's what the simple job we have as Christians. Our primary job is to get other people who are far from God into a relationship with Jesus. And what if our hospitality, simply opening our homes, inviting people to our church, maybe going out to lunch with somebody and just sharing some hope with them? What if those simple steps of hospitality, generosity, is what brings a person to get to know Jesus because we share life with them? Hospitality is a challenging attribute to grab onto. It just is. It potentially takes us out of our comfort zone. It takes sacrifice. It takes loving others the way Jesus loved us. Guys, I know for some of you out there, you're going to say, you know, my wives, they're, they're the hospitality people. Well, guys, it takes two. If you have a wife and if you're challenged in that, I invite you to be the one to encourage it. Invite somebody. Share some life with them. Share hope. I know you maybe you have to clean up your house a little bit. I know it, that's tough. Get it. I get it completely. I got Daniel. Daniel likes leaving messes all over the place, but it, you know, okay. Share your mess. Share your mess with them. <laughs> maybe they come in and, and you laugh together and they're going to say, boy, that's what my house looks like because I got kids too. And it's sharing life together, real life, authentic life. Be hospitable. Open up your house, open up your front porch. Uh, Go out to eat. Go out for a dessert. Take somebody for ice cream. Go have a cup of coffee. Share life with someone and share Jesus with someone. It's challenging. I get it. But man, Paul, Peter, what they show us is it's part of living a holy life. Guys, that's what we're on a journey to do. Maybe it'll change your life. Maybe it'll change someone else's life. Have a good week.